What's worse than going away for one week? He went away for two. But we're still here bringing you fresh content on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. He's still gone golfing, fishing, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. sleeping. But we're still here, and we're still kingdom speaking. Yeah, we are, we are. So, um, as as was beautifully ascribed last week, Doric uh, is still missing, <laughs> and we are here for another episode. So we have. Producer Rand to keep us on track here. What a review! Yep, they're, they're called reviews. Reviews. Make sure it's five stars. Okay. Okay. If it says something about the producer, that's what we want to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm oh my goodness. Button. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. When when Doric comes back, I think I want those buttons over by my chair. Yeah. I I like those. Maybe we could do uh, a duplicate where you have your buttons and he has his buttons. We could just push each other's buttons. <laughs> That'd be great. I've been <laughs> doing it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so here we have a five-star review, and it's entitled, Would You Just Look at That? You remember talking about that? Man. I don't know, if Bishop, if you've seen any of those. There was a guy that... It's kind of, yeah, Ed Bassmaster. Mm-hmm. We referenced him in an episode a couple of weeks ago, and evidently this listener understood it. If the title of this review isn't clear enough, I immediately got the very old reference Brother Derek made in the Wrestling With Yourself episode. I think my five-star review has been a long time coming. We do, too. Kingdom Speak is easily one of my favorite podcasts. It's full of great content and so fun to listen to. It just keeps getting better. My favorite two-part episode so far has been Chief Seats and Musical Chairs. However, this two-part episode about wrestling is right up there with it. Sending support all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. P.S. You ready for this? I think I speak for all when I say we hope for another live collaboration of Kingdom Speak and Biblos at Connection 2024. Yeah. I think we can say amen to that. And that is from Marley Kate. Okay. Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? We got both. We got both. <laughs> Me and my fat fingers. Yeah. I was just going to say, sausage fingers over yeah. here. <laughs> you got an amen and shout music. That's what we're talking about. Derek wouldn't have done that for you, but for me, I did that for you. It's still going. How long does it go? <laughs> oh, there you go. It stopped. I've been in church services where I felt like that. How long is it going to go? <laughs> 
That's what five-star reviews get. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Keep that in mind, folks. Yes. So it's not only Derek that's not here. Dork. Dork. It's Bishop Booker that is here again this week. And was that some content last week? Wow. Thank you so much, Bishop. Good to be here. Really and good to be here. We could make a habit out of this, you know. We <laughs> What's 3,000 miles amongst friends? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but I, I can't. You look like the same guy that preached for us Sunday. He, he like, had a suit that looked just like that. You know what? You know, <laughs> it looked the same as the last podcast, too. Oh, did it really? Blue has become my favorite color here of late. <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming... Fondly attached <laughs> to blue. <laughs> and United Airlines has really helped me follow yes, up blue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Come on. So, Bishop, Bishop Booker, now, remember, it's been a week since you heard the last episode. But we're, we're doing this back to back. So he hasn't been without luggage for two weeks. But that, that would be worse. <laughs> but they lost his luggage. They did. On the way up. And so he just has a very striking, similar appearance. Yes. These last two days. It, is, it has been something. And uh, they lost my deodorant as well. We noticed that too, but we didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> that, and that's harder for our audience to appreciate. This is why this we is, uh, have the big table yes. between us. Yes. <laughs> going there. Uh, uh. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's that's exactly it. We're off to a good we start. We are off to a great this start. It'll be great. <laughs> now, if these, if your listening audience would send in an offering for me to get some extra clothes, yes, this would be. This is an opportunity. Be, be so kind. <laughs> and they could go to what is it? Is it LarryLBooker.com? Is that where they could go and make a donation? No, it's actually ILC Ministries. Technical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Any particular notes you want to? Uh, attached to so that yes um put it to the poor guy <laughs> that's feeling blue <laughs> i don't need any ties don't send me no ties yeah t-i-e-s, t-i-e-s. T-I-E-S. we'll take tithes just not t-i-e-s <laughs> said if you will pay your tithes i will buy my own ties i <laughs> You did say we were just going to ride the river on this we're episode. Ride the river, and so, uh, so far I'm sure rapid, <laughs> interesting reviews. <laughs> oh, this is great. So last week we um, got into some incredible subject material Good. on pettiness. Yes, and I, I think uh, there's there's a. a, a a bit of continuity there. If you have not heard last week's episode, you really need to go back 
and listen to that. But in the in the matter of your years of experience with counseling people, personal experiences, um, I, I think conflict resolution and and the blame game really is almost a second level to pettiness that what we were yes. talking about last week. So, yes. yes, the event can be petty. Now we're dealing with the responses. Yes. How, how, how do we get over it, and how do we start that process? You, you mentioned in preaching for us um, on Sunday that um, – I think it was Sunday morning. Adam, Eve, the serpent. You know, it was so Adam. Well, it was the woman that you yes. gave me. Yes. And then Eve. Ah, it's the serpent. And then I mean, the poor guy didn't have anywhere to go yes. with it at that point. Um, how 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 do you? What role does that play in resolving conflict? Personal responsibility. Um. Uh, you know, I think one of the first things, in, like in reference to pettiness, is if a person allows themselves to become petty, <clears throat> if a person lives in pettiness and they're more than happy to pick apart little things, and if there's a, say the pastor's preaching and he misspeaks on something or whatever, and there's a little thread Sure. hanging out, and the person feels like, oh, I'm going to pull that thread until we pull his sleeve off or something. Right. Okay. Or if it's finding fault in a mate or whatever. Um, you're, you're living in a swamp. People that, that swim those waters, live in those waters. Yes. yes. It's, it's swampy waters. It's not enjoyable. I don't mind driving by a swamp. Yeah, uh, I don't mind seeing pictures of swamps, but I've never seen a swamp I want to live in. And um, and there's more than just physical swamps. There's emotional swamps and mental swamps, and and uh, and you can allow yourself to get these things can affect your your physical health, your mental health, and you can yeah. find yourself in a physical swamp. And um, so. You, you don't want to live there. You have to get out of that. And so, you know, going back to last week's podcast would be a good thing to really listen to it through. Well, when it comes to conflicts and uh, personal problems, they really, they really can be kissing cousins because um, self, if there's a conflict and there's some kind of a, argument or tug of war or whatever you want to call it going on the first natural reaction of flesh is self-justification that is as mm. natural if you inhale you're going to exhale and uh wow well that's it, yeah it, mm. it's it comes it comes with the human plumbing it's just there yeah and you know that that's significant if i could just jump in because i in, in trying to to help people in those moments. Often the event is one part of it, but the fact that they tried to justify it 
cover it up even. Yes. Ignore it. No, no, everything's fine. That really becomes a bigger deal than sometimes the source. Yes. But you're saying that that is really part of, of uh, to use your expression, the human plumbing. It really is. Wow. And um, the more honest with ourself that we can be, in light of the scriptures, we have to, the scriptures need to be our prism. That we mm. examine ourselves, we examine our world, and um, and and so the scriptures, obviously in the spirit of God. Jesus said, "The Father seeketh for such that will worship Him in spirit yes. and in truth." So, is there? There's not a geographical location to be right with God. Is as a spiritual latitude and longitude. Yes. Got to have the right spirit and the truth. And that's got to be in our hearts. And so there has to be honest self-examination rather than self-justification. The first thing we need to strive to do is examine. Okay, here I am. How did I get here? Mm. There's a problem between me and my wife, my fellow, my peer, family member, son, daughter, parent, whatever. Mm. And uh, the question is not to win this war. The question is to fix this. Because, you know, a real technical, officially called war, you win by killing the opposing force. Oh. Okay. (laughs) So... You, you're going to win the war with your wife by killing her? Oh, well, i got to do it. Yeah. Hear that, Derek? Dork. You're not wanting to do that to your wife? Really not. And obviously you can do it emotionally. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not about a grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, you know, she pushed my button, so I shot her. You, yeah. And I'm sure you've, you've, you've read uh, emotional abuse. Yes. There are women that would prefer physical yes, abuse absolutely. to emotional abuse. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you, you're not, we are in the people business. We're in the God business, but it's 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 to be applied with people. That's His business. Yes, it's humanity. And so, in the processes of uh, working with humanity, Jesus talked about the tree and the fowls that came and lodged in the branches mm. of the tree. So it's all kinds of birds. Mm. Uh, he talked about the four types of soil, wayside, shallow, thorny, good soil, and even that's got 30, 60, 100-fold. Um, the point is you meet every kind of person possible. In a cursory read through the scriptures, you see characters of every description. Um, you come, you meet people like David to the little woman Dorcas, that we know nothing about except when she died, she knitted things, she made things, and it so grieved the saints. They begged Peter, "Can you can you possibly raise hmm. her from the dead? We can't afford to lose this lady." That's all we know about her. Wow! And then you read about from Dorcas, you can go to Athaliah, the yeah. daughter of 
Ahab and Jezebel that killed all the sea royal, except one boy that escaped. So it's the spectrum's all there, mm. humanity's all there, differences are all there, misunderstandings can uh, are people. It's really important that as much as possible, people honestly and with as much uh, empathy, kindness, truth, uh, mercy as possible, they communicate their differences. Classic case, okay. Um, the king of Ammon died, Nahash, I believe was his name. And he had been good to David. When David was in the wilderness hiding from Saul, he sent him foodstuffs, clothing. He sustained David several occasions, the scripture says, in when he was in his wilderness days. Well, this is the same Nahash that when Saul was first made king, went to uh, Jaboth Gilead. I, went, I think it's I think that's mm-hmm. right close. Anyway, he took the city, and he said, "They said we're going to surrender." He said, "You'll surrender your right eyes first. I mean, yes. it's really bizarre. Yes, and and then and then he gives them opportunity to go get help. Go send for help. I mean, this is like nonsensical." Right. So here comes Saul with a 300,000-man army to face uh, the king of Ammon who has 200,000. And it's a rote. Years go by. Now he's taking care of David in the wilderness. That's his payback to Saul. He dies. David's king. He sends comforters to Haman, his son comforters and the comforters they're there and 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 so Haman's coterie of princes around him they say they're not comforters these are spies yeah they come to spy out the land the bottom line of all this miscommunication on his misunderstanding is 40,000 dead Syrians that shouldn't even have got involved let alone the entire Ammonite nation going into servitude. I mean, it was just it was generations before they pulled out of that. Well, it's one thing if that happens in the Bible 3,000 years ago. It's another thing if it's happening in your family this week. Ooh, yeah. So we can't afford... It feels a lot different. A lot different. Just as painful. Oh, yes. And, and, and so... Communications are not to be taken lightly. If you find something starting to go awry, rather than jump to first to self-justification, which is so natural. Yes. We all do it. Yes. Like, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay, but when it starts escalating. This is a classic case, if I can just say this. Yes. This is so, when your son comes home or your daughter from school with a bad mark, well, yeah, but nobody in the class made a good mark. <laughs> yes. I'm not worried about anybody else in the class. You are my child. <laughs> That's exactly Is that right. not what? You don't have to teach them to do that. That's it. That's it. It comes with the turf. Yes. And as you said, it really did start in the garden. Who, who told you you were naked? 
Yeah. Where art thou? Where yeah. art thou? The woman, need I remind you, you gave me. <laughs> I didn't ask for her. Exactly. You gave her. You to put me. me to sleep, and when I woke up, there she there was. There she is. And her is the serpent beguiled me. So uh, self-justification starts a long time ago. It, it, it mm -hmm. came with the fall. And uh, so the bottom line, in the, in the course of counseling, in the course of my personal interactions with, be it my wife or a co-worker of the kingdom or whatever, or trying to help uh, brethren or saints or whatever, um, I've learned this, whether it's me or it's them I'm dealing with or whatever, um, I've personally, I can't say I've ever, I've seen some close to this, close, close, but where it's one party is 100% oh, right, man. and the other party is 100% I've seen them close, like ninety nine. Sure. And and sometimes, even between the right and the wrong party, the percentage may come on the on the right party from overreaction. Okay. To okay the accusation. Yes. Which which was unfair, and not and okay. But the overreaction doesn't help solve it. It helps make it worse. worse. And, and so somewhere for this to get sorted out, people really have to stop. And, and to be honest with one's self. Oh, God, that is, is, uh, yeah. is a real deal. Yes. Because the heart is deceitful. Above all things, mm. desperately wicked. Yeah. So you're dealing with a heart condition to begin with. Yes. And so to, to and out of the heart, okay, basically we're, we're going to have the issues of life. Yes. So, so to jerk that heart back in. Now they have medical procedures today where they, and you're going to have to help me here, where they they jolt the heart, but that's not yes. the term. But it's yeah, it's the out shock, of rhythm. Defibrillation, yeah. defibrillate. Yeah, it's it's out of rhythm, right? And they they knock it back in place, right? Well, we have to do that spiritually. We have to do that mentally. We have to do that emotionally. Man, well, you, you sorry to jump in. No. You, you met you mentioned something again yesterday about the they're finding the same cells that are in the brain. Yes. Yes. In the heart? Yes, they have found. And I wish I could remember the thousands. I, I, I want to say 60-some thousand, but I don't know. It's, it's a bunch. Brain cells, brain matter, gray matter we call it. Yeah. That, that same matter is in your heart. <laughs> when you said that, of course you went there. But as a man thinketh in his heart. Yes, that's it. So is he. That's I've never put that verse to it, but that's exactly right. As a man <sighs> thinketh in his heart. So what they're saying is, is that your heart has the same ability to a far lesser degree, obviously, than your brain, but it's still there. 
So this wow. business of a bad heart, a good heart, spiritually, yes, morally, whatever, is that it's 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 a really complicated deal, but the scriptures deal with the heart so much. And we want to say, well, it says heart, but really, you know, it's it's the brain, blah, blah, blah. But we're finding out uh, yes. it is, the heart is, a, it's an active ingredient in that. And it works, obviously, in tandem and perfectly right. with the brain. Right. But it's, it's an entity. That so is so incredible. It, it is incredible. So to be honest with yourself, to be able to talk to yourself correctly... In a sense, like Nehemiah said, I took counsel with myself. So so to really stop and and cool down, that's that's one of the first things you have to cool down and, and maybe get alone, put your Bible on your chest, hold it tight, and say, okay, God, I, I want you to talk to me, and I want to talk to myself correctly. Talk to me about my percentages. Oh. Should I have handled that better? God. How much of that accusation do I own? It's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so to be able to embrace that, there's a whole lot of words for it. One is honesty. The other is maturity. Um. The, the 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 other is 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 clarity honesty maturity purity uh, and you know the Bible says every man that purifieth himself yes. even as even, he is pure yeah. well purifying yourself how do you purify yourself the entrance of thy word giveth light the young man uh, you're gonna have to help me with the quote of it. Uh, shall cleanse his way as a young man. Yeah, yeah. Taketh heed to the word of God. Yes, I can pull it up. Let's see, where's Doric when you need him? Uh, yeah, come on, Doric. <laughs> Derek, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed, heed to, to the thy word, word? To thy word. To thy word. There we go. Yes, there we go. Derek was in my other ear here. He's helping me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all of these these things are real. It's in the Bible. And and so save yourself from living in the swamp. Mm. Save yourself from, from coming home or going somewhere and meeting a brother, feeling awkward and yuck. I mean, life's too short for that. Uh. It's way too short for that. We need... Every ounce of energy we've got for the really important things. Why cripple yourself with things that really can be fixed? Now, if you recognize your percentage, okay, if it was overreaction, or if it's 10%, or 20%, or 30 or 40 or 50%, or 60 or 70 or whatever, own up to it. And... You say, I need to tell you something. I've thought about it long and hard. Now, if you can say it within the first 15, 30 seconds or minute or 
30 minutes of it. God bless thee richly. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. Because sure. the quicker you can get to it, the better. Yes. I will say this, and this is not this is this is not a sexist statement out there, ladies. Sure. But men get mad and women get mad. Men tend to cool down much quicker. Yes. Ladies, it takes slower. It's like a man's anger can boil, but they can throw it in the freezer in a couple of seconds. Ah, I don't care. You know, right. But, but Move on. But it takes a while for women to cool down. Yes. And so a man needs to keep that in mind. Just because he said, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, just give it time. It's got to simmer, you know, and it takes a while. We were talking about... Uh, Brother Tommy Craft. Yes. My dad, he, he's used this in leadership for years, and, and he's put it in me. He said that Elder Tommy Craft told him one time, when it comes to handling issues, he said, eh, just, just now, now again, this is third party, you yes. being involved in helping conflict resolution between yes. two other parties. He said, give him a couple of days. So there's very few things that need to be handled within 15 minutes. And this is the statement he said, you never handle metal when it's hot. That is a Tommy craftism to the bone. Is that? You never handle metal when it's hot. um, He had the ability to land on his feet. And, 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 And it was stuff like he could look at issues and make judgment calls, and and it was amazing. Insights. Wow. That that you never handle metal when it's hot. That's very very good because when you're hot, you know. When the Lord set up the cities of refuge, yes, yes, and, and He said, yes, said that guy better flee to that city, yes, lest here's here's a brother of the guy that got killed by the cause the. Axe, axe fell off the yeah. handle and yeah. killed him, and his heart be hot, lest he kill him. So he better get to the city of refuge, where that guy's Everything heart cooled down. Cool. Oh, that's so good. And so God knew that. He knew the condition of of humanity, and He said, "And the land be defiled," mm. because there was an innocent man killed. He didn't mean to kill this guy. So he's innocent. So, but in his heart's heart, he kills him, and the land's going to be defiled. So, have cities of refuge to keep the land from being defiled. Well, ah. uh, a hot heart can be quite an entity. Yes. And so, when a guy cools down, let's let's him or her, they, whatever, cool down, and and consider. Okay, what's my percentage? Then that person needs to approach the other party somehow phone person whatever i was wrong i was i was 30 percent wrong you're 70 percent wrong that's yeah. not the way yeah. <laughs> i've been reflecting on my percentages yeah. and this is your percentage this is yeah. your percent we're gonna yeah. start with you Jim. yeah <laughs> so so here's the chart yeah so here's the chart yeah here you are here yeah. i am this, yeah this, that, no you're gonna stay in the swamp yeah but a heartfelt apology for your wrong from your heart number one he that humbleth himself god will exalt 
there is something about humbling yes. yourself. Yes. And if you don't think it's a big, big yes. deal with God, you have someone the likes of King Ahab. Now, if there ever was a rounder and a and a, and a, and a a, 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 an iniquitous character. He's, he's, he's unbelievable. So here's Ahab, and Elijah comes and said, this is what's going to happen. Dogs are going to have a time with your body. Furthermore, your children's going to blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and Ahab puts on sackcloth, rends his garment, puts on sackcloth, sits in ashes. And God said, he, he got up out of that ash pile, and he was as big as the devil as he was when he went into it. Sure he was. But, but God said, hey, Elijah, do you see how he's humbled himself? <clears throat> I'm not gonna, he's not going to live to see that. I'm not going to bring the judgment in his day. Because he did this, it'll happen after he dies. He will not see the horror that you just told him. I'm going to... He's going to die first because he humbled himself. He went on to be as big as the devil as he ever was. But just that moment of humbling was a big deal with God. Well, if it was a big deal with God with Ahab, how much more with his people that he loves, that he sees us trying? Yes. So you take your percentage. You don't put the name and the number of your percentage. You just say, I was wrong in this, and I want you to forgive me. If you do that, Okay, here's, you give the other person an opportunity to take a breath and say, well, I appreciate that. And I want you to forgive me because I was wrong. They'll see their percentage if there's any honesty in them. If there's honesty in them. Or humility. Or that Yes, matter. exactly. Exactly. And, and you can't be honest without yeah, humility. Yeah, well, then there's that. Yeah, yes. there's that. <laughs> then there's that. And, and real honesty creates humility because the more honest we are, the more we know we're made out of mud and oh. the grace of God, we're all toast. Oh. So now if a person does not accept that, if they, if they you know, it's, it's like the Proverbs. The Proverbs are generalizations. To say that every single proverb is ironclad, such as a soft answer turneth away wrath. Mm-hmm. We could write in the side of our Bible most of the time. Very good. Because a soft answer generally does. Yes. Yes. Okay, it, it de-escalates the problem. A yes. soft answer. Yes. Okay, but not always with everybody. There yes. are some people, yes. soft answers, it don't matter. So, but if you're going to cover every single contingency, all right? So if you apologize and you humble yourself, it gives them an opportunity to give a, to pacify their wrath. And, and, and they can say, well, I want you to know I'm sorry for my part. So would it be, would it be safe to say in that moment? That's very interesting what you've just said. I've never heard that like that about the generalities of the Proverbs or of some of the Proverbs. Would it be safe to say that that a soft answer turneth away wrath works when there's, when there's two people that ultimately do want? Most certainly be. better, yes, by all means. 
I mean, if, if, if one of the parties is just a wooden nickel, then... Yes. It's... <laughs> To use a word we don't like to use, you're out of luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you don't like to use the word luck. Right. You're somebody's definitely out of grace. We know that. Right. So at that point, there's other elements of scriptural precedent that that have to be factored in. You may have to walk away. Yeah. On the on the 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 proverbs, many of them being generalizations. I wish I could tell you that was original thought with me. I got that from my son, Joel. And I heard him preach it one day. And it was like, train up a child in the way which he shall go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. Boy, that is so good. That is true. Most of the time. But there are are generalizations. Soft answer turneth away wrath. Most of the time. Well, that is so good. Yeah, and, and I'm there's have a to lot call of those him. He'll give you a list of them. He He's needs got to just come and it's yeah. good. So wow, I know, have and, smart friends. <laughs> it pays to have smart friends <laughs> and smart kids help. Yeah, <laughs> it really helps. Oh, thank God! And I got three of them. Huh? Mm-hmm. So that you do um, with 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 conflicts, and, and if it's between. Ministers out there, saints, family members, even conflicts on in the workplace. Life's full of them. Mm. And uh, conflicts on the... I live in Southern California. There's such a thing out there. It's called road rage. <laughs> road really? Rage. Yes. I, 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 I don't know. I've never heard of... Two Amish people or Mennonites having road rage in their in their carriages. <laughs> it's, all things are possible. But in Southern California, in fact, when I first moved to Southern California 26, 27 years ago or so, uh, there was a road rage case. These guys were on the highway, weaving in and out of traffic, chasing each other. Just and so this guy took an off ramp. The other guy took an off ramp, pulled up next to him. And so they pulled out guns, and this guy killed no. another guy. Okay, hmm. the guy that got killed was an off-duty LAPD officer. The man that killed him was an undercover no. LAPD officer. Yes, yes, this happened, and they wouldn't have known they would that about like they were, they were. Yeah, they would not have known. And of course, the undercover guy said he pulled his gun first. And there was no witnesses. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, so, right. So, so he got off. Okay, there's there's a story you need to ask Nathaniel Urshan to tell you about. Or, or it's on the episode where we collaborated together in Nashville, where he tells a story about his grandfather. And 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 Urshan's another one of my smart friends here. Yes. He, yes. he was talking about the 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 natural side of 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 anointed men we all have it. yes oh absolutely and he's he said somewhere he had read it or maybe he originated it the five percent is what he said there, there's the, there's that five percent in each of us we're anointed we're called and and he, he was talking about his grandfather remember that story mm-hmm. about his grandfather getting someone cut him off mm-hmm. 
in in traffic and you know the 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 man that stood at general mm-hmm. conferences and mm-hmm. the man that you know yes yeah that man had five percent too <laughs> well and, and and he's he was persian yes right and and, and it's a real deal yeah don't, yes. don't think it's not it's a real yes. deal just like you know yeah. my irish temper i tell you yeah and we got a concrete but it's a real deal yes there, there's things there yes so that's all of us and and um so to keep those things tamped down we can save ourselves so much trouble and to to um, respond quickly humbly i'll give you a case in point okay uh one of the greatest men i've ever met known and by the mercies of god allowed me to be his friend and him be mine was paul price wow i've heard so He, so much about he was that man. So special, so unbelievably special. So, a friend of mine—I will not call his name. Sure, but he is a exceedingly well-known figure, towering figure in Pentecost. And um, there was a, a a problem one time, kind of a district situation, and. The long and the short of it, um, both in this man was one of my dear friends. He, he put together uh, basically a paper full of information, times, places, dates, answers to questions, da da da, and he gave it to Brother Price for his purview. In the course of talking to him later, they were in person. And he said, "Yes, I gave that to Brother So and So to look through." And my friend looked at Paul Price. He said, instantly, he said he was so mad. And he said, you did what? (laughs) And he said, Paul Price looked at him. He said, I'm sorry. He said, I I didn't think about that bothering you. I'm I'm sorry. I, I will certainly get it back. And he said, instantly. He was so humbled. He said, here. In a moment of anger, I struck out in anger at wow. Paul Price and said, he was humble, so sweet. So wow. he said, he said, if he'd answered back hard, I would have felt a million times better. Boy. The fact that he was so quick and so kind. And so he said, I crumpled like, <laughs> like to the lettuce in the desert sun. And, and he said, Brother Price, I'm so sorry. So that was classic. I never met anybody like Paul Price. That uh, wow. He was the master. He was the master of stuff like that. And that's how he was. He was uh, district superintendent of the Western District, which has had some hombres in it. I mean, there's <laughs> some there's some big dogs out there. Oh man, yeah. And, and and Brother Price handled it all. A lot of type A. A lot of type A personality. In yeah. fact, I remember uh, Nathaniel Urshan's grandfather okay. out there for Brother Price's, <laughs> I think it was his 75th or something. I don't remember what it was. And he made the statement. It was all at Brother Price's house, and there was 
60, 70 preachers and wives up there. And he said, I don't know what is going to happen to this district when Paul Price is gone. He said, nobody can handle you characters but Paul Price. No. <laughs> and we all knew it was true. Wow. <laughs> Everybody there. Is that saying, amazing? And we were all saying amen. <laughs> but he was that great a man. But he was the master of the very thing we're talking about. He was, he was the master. He really was. Yep. I um, I, I, I try to be very careful to not leave or cast a disparaging light. I'm I am honored to be a pastor and and absolutely but we yes. but we all we're, we're as human we 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 have that percentage really yeah <laughs> yeah just every once in a while you know yes <laughs> yes like seventy five percent of the time <laughs> yes yes so I, I remember this receiving a phone call and it was a situation that I've been dealing with and I was like oh I just don't want to deal with this anymore yes and I've and I felt that like happened to me one time it did it really <laughs> way back I can't remember yeah, the yeah, details it was so far back that's right, that's right. <laughs> the other day yeah the other, yes the other day you right? want the farm back <laughs> No, I don't know. Is that a story? That is a classic. I need to have my dad come on and tell that story. Yes, that's classic. Um, and it was like in that moment, I, I'm very careful saying, well, God just spoke to me, but yes. it, it, a scripture, it was just like made so real at that moment. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Oh my goodness, that's the truth. You know, it's one thing to bring resolution to a conflict between two people, but then there's those cases where where people are in conflict conflict with themselves. Yes. What they want, but the vice that they're struggling with yes. is is in opposition, and. It was like God kind of just took me to the woodshed and said, Bud, that's right. You better in meekness. And what a key word that is. Now, we've we've all lived long enough. We have seen powerful personalities mm. that had the ability to perhaps not in meekness overpower situations and personalities, etc. With, I said, it's this way now, okay? And there's a time and a place, uh, you know, for fathers, fathers, there's just times in the road when, when, like I heard one man say, every now and then dad needs to come home and walk through the door and not even open the screen door, just come through it. <laughs> 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 Every now and then, a, a kid kind of needs a little bit of that to know I can only go so far. Okay. Yes. So there is that. There, there is that. We're getting some crickets on that one. Not everybody's agreeing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yay, I say. Yay, I say. That is so good. And so, but when that becomes the modus operandi. Yeah. What happens is 
you're really fixing nothing. You're just squishing it back into the box. Yes. Well, the problem is unresolved problems stay unresolved. And it's just a while. They can be finally, quote, unquote, placated. But the irritant is there and it's festering. And you never know what's going to actually tick it off. If it's not really resolved, okay, then then what you're doing is you're just putting off the calamity. And it and it may be kept it's like it's like a, a real problem in your car. You keep ignoring, you keep ignoring. Well you really, really don't want it to break down in rush hour traffic. Yes. So it's better to take the time and get the situation fixed. And um, and that can be true. Again, in families and handling matters, you just it just clamps down until until say the woman just crumbles. Yes, but it's there. It's festering. If it's not fixed, it means you're bigger and you're stronger and you're louder and you can scream louder and you got. But how fixed is that? This may come back in spades. So in meekness, helping them oh. is so huge. It's a huge principle with God. It's a huge principle with God. And uh, yeah, yeah. One one thing, Bishop, that and and I, I appreciate so much what you've said tonight because I, I heard you speaking along these lines in, in Little Rock at a camp meeting a number of years ago and, and there were there was just nuggets that I walked away from that minister's session with that just helped me in those moments personally in 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 trying to resolve personal conflict but also in trying to help help others as well so I I really do appreciate you you unpacking some of these these truths today um when it comes to conflict is there you know is there is there any because you if, if, if i could go back a little bit in the conversation i didn't want to interject when you were on a roll at that moment but you mentioned percentages what per, what percentage do you think really comes down to communication breakdowns because one of the things that I've asked God to help me with in, in trying to help other people and and I, I feel like I fail miserably at it at times is I want to know what is the root of the problem what I, I, I just despise the feeling that I'm just putting band-aids on stuff when, when I'm helping yeah. people oh, I understand with conflict resolution that's tied to if, if 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 they would really communicate better or even communicate to me but it's like they're not they're not they're not opening up and so we can't really truly get to the root of the problem i think it was ed snyder wasn't it ed snyder that we were we had the episode with that he talked about anger East. and 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 that anger is always a secondary emotion that makes total sense there's a root there somewhere 
how can you help people better communicate to reveal this is really what the root of the problem is? Um, and is it is and maybe in some cases it's not even possible to truly get to the root of what the problem is. Well, you know, because um, right now there's so many things ricocheting mm. across my cranium. Um, one of them, and I'm going to be very careful how I break this down. I remember a man, older man, his wife, and I knew she had drug him in was it two or three times, and she wanted him to treat her better. So I'm working with him, and uh, he's... And I, I couldn't feel like we were... It was getting... It was being... Uh, things were being swallowed. We will get by, because I could tell it's like swallowing some bile and just gritting his teeth and going on. So, you know, what do you do? You can't... It's not like you have a... Strap people down on a gurney and start cutting on them. Right. uh, So, anyway, so here she came again. She wanted a meeting. And I thought, okay, we're going for it this time. We're not... I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. And so I'm really pressing into him about treating her better. Why are you not treating her better? And then he got up and he started walking back and forth. I can't even hardly talk about this, and I'm not going into any details, I promise you that. He finally leans across the table. He's got his fist on the table. He said, okay, you want to know? Do you really want to know? While he's saying that, I'm watching her. She's starting to He's going there. She's starting to shrink. She realizes, oh my goodness, I've pushed the button one time too many. And he says, so you really want to know what she did? He said, we were not in church. We were not, I'm granted. I'm granted. She was, she was not in church. I was not in church. And he started telling me, all I can tell you was horror. Horror stories. And I'm listening. And as a minister, you have to act like you heard this four times last week. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't faint and fall out on the floor, and and it probably doesn't help to throw up. You know, you, yeah. You just um, keep listening. And oh, I glance over so- at her, and she is shrinking. She is shriveling. And after a while, I'm thinking, woman. With this in the past, and thank God for the blood, with this in the past, you should put a crown of gold on his head every morning that he's even in the house with you. Wow. And uh, and and so then, he, he it was his breaking point. He snapped, and and he said, "I'm I'm sorry. I, I'll, I'll never." He said, I, "I don't know what to do." 
And um, so he left the home. The kids were gone. And then, but I know this this nightmarish story. And then her mother and sisters from other parts of the state are calling me. Why don't I take care of my business as a pastor? And, oh yeah. And I and I I'm thinking, if I were to give you the slightest hint of of the, what the real problem is, you'd faint on the other phone. Right. So, um, it was just, it was just, just a deal unbelievable. I will tell you off air, but not sure. on air. Sure. Okay. Well, then there have been situations where it's, it's, I'm going to preface my next remarks with this. I, I knew a man who was, he was a pastor of a, of, of a church in Oklahoma, dear friend of mine small church, and he was a mechanic. He was a master mechanic. I never saw anybody like him. I had a, a, a car one time, an LTD, and it was running rough. And, and he said, okay, pull it in the garage. He started, he put his hand on the fender. He'd say, rev it up. He'd walk to the back of the car, put his hand on the back hood, rev it up. <laughs> then he lifted the, the hood. He says, put his hands on both sides, rev it up again. He takes a long screwdriver. And and in the days when the carburetors, not fuel injection, it was carburetors. And he put this, his flashlight, he put that long screwdriver down in there on a tiny little screw. He said, give it a little RPM. And he gave that about a quarter screw turn. And so here was this problem driving me crazy. And all it needed was a little screw with a little adjustment. And there are situations like that in in homes and in lives where where you get to the root of problems. Um, okay, I'll give you a horrid example. This was not a church goer. This was not uh, somebody in the kingdom. But any pastor will be able to relate somewhere in here. Here's a man. He's never been married. He's in his early 30s. Meets the woman of his dreams. They get married, and and if I was writing the script, or if, if, uh, Brothers Grimm or Hans Christian Andersen, they lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. So he comes home one day from work. He walks in, and he stops, and he's frozen. It's filled with a fragrance of nice, warm, fresh-baked cookies. He's standing there frozen. His wife is walking towards him hmm. with a plate of warm chocolate chip cookies. She's so happy. He knocks the cookies out of her hands and proceeds to beat her with his fists. God. She's screaming. She it's it's nightmare. This is this is this is a horror story. And he catches himself and then he says, God on the floor sobs like a baby. And she's thinking, 
Well, here was the problem. He had a stepmother when he was a little boy. And she was from Hades. And you remember the first time his mom, I mean, his, him and his sister came home and smelled the warm cookies. And she sat him down. And while they were eating him, she brought out a belt and began to beat them mercilessly. And every time they knew they were in for a demonic beating, she would cook cookies. Uh. Yeah, that was their cue. We're fixing to almost die. All right. God. That's a horror story. Oh. But to varying crazy degrees, there can be little things back somewhere, this, that, that create. Yes. So true. No, yes. Who knows? Where's this coming from? Yes. So the ability to get down in there. For one thing, I remember a young lady, she had been backslid for several years. And uh, she came to our church and she prayed back through. She, wasn't, she was backslid out of another church. And she prayed through. And, um, and so, long story short, I, I told my wife, I said, somewhere, someplace, sometime, when that girl thinks she can trust us, I got a feeling we're going to hear a very, very, very sad story. And I will never forget being at a PSR convention. She'd been in church five, six years now. It was before cell phones. And the phone in our hotel rang. I thought it was one of the other sponsors or something. I picked it up and it was her and she was sobbing. She said, I know you're at the convention, and I feel so bad. Can I talk to you by any chance? I said, yes. And she proceeded to tell me one of the saddest stories. God. Of something that happened to her from somebody. It never should have happened. And they waited till the day she turned 18. So they wouldn't go to yeah. prison. Yeah. Was a nightmare, but it took. I I knew I can't dig. It's it's. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't know right. what it is. But if she comes to the place, <clears throat> and um, she's still living for God, God, she's going on. She's walking with Jesus, and um, so yeah, you know, there's the human condition is something, and now our world is so squirrely. So I, I've said all of that just to say this. Uh, you know, when when Paul said, judge nothing before the time, I don't know really what all exactly mm. <laughs> that means. Yeah. I know yeah. one thing it must mean. I've learned if I don't have to make a judgment, if I'm not the person that has to make the judgment call, it may be a time I have to make the judgment call. Before the time I have to make the judgment call, I might do better just to keep my mouth shut. <sighs> because I don't have to make that judgment. I, that's not in my bailiwick. That's yes. not under my domain. I will yes. not be called for God to give an answer for that problem. Yes. I will be asked about problems under my, quote, spiritual jurisdiction, or however you want to call it. 
care better. Well, then another thing is judge nothing before the time. He talks about bringing the hidden things to light. Mm-hmm. And there's some situations that you just don't know all the facts. You don't know why this triggers that and why that exactly. triggers this. Exactly. And so there are some things, you know, and how to communicate along the lines of, you know, we're in deep waters here, folks. Mm. These are deep waters. I know it. You know it. God knows it. I don't know how deep the waters are. You know how deep your waters are, how deep your waters oh, are. Oh, God. Who knows where all this has come from. Yeah. But but I will tell you one thing. Uh, and then, and, the, and about this time, I will give them this. I think this is personally very, very important. And uh, one of the, the nearest, dearest scriptures to my heart and this was well over 20 years ago now. Time gets by. But I was reading one day. I don't know how many times I've read it. I mean, you read it and read it and read it and read it and read it. Right. But Jesus said in John 15 and 9, he's talking to the 12, as the Father hath loved me. Now we stop right there. As the Father hath loved me. As spirit has loved this flesh as the divinity has loved this humanity as the father hath loved this son who can fathom that kind of love who can I, I, I can't but he said as the father hath loved me so yes. love I yes. thee now when that verse hit me He said what he meant to say. He meant what he said. He's not playing games. He's not toying with us. Larry Booker, as the Father hath loved him, so he loves me. And just trying to wrap my head around that was just like, but it was to say it was healing, it was healthy, it was. Problem is, I kept reading. (laughs) And I got to verse 12. He said, so it's this way. As I have loved you, so love you one another. And I said, I I don't know what to do with this verse because I don't even think that's possible. Yeah. As the Father hath loved me is monumental. So have you loved me is beyond profound. I don't have that capability to love that much. I would die for my wife. I'd die for my boys. But to, as the Father hath loved me, so love I thee. To actually be able to love that much somebody else? I said, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what to do with verse 12. I said, you're going to have to help me. It took about five years. I just didn't know what to do. I said, God, I love verse 9, and I know verse 12 is right. I just you don't need know what some to help. Do. I need help bad. <laughs> So one day I'm reading it again. Verse 12 is every bit as profound as verse 9. 
it is every bit, every mm. bit as life-changing as verse 9. Breathtakingly so. I finally saw it. As the Father hath loved me, so love I thee, Larry Booker. How easy was it for the Father to love that Son? Yes. Who did always those things that are pleasing in my sight. Yes. In whom I am well pleased. How does he love Larry Booker? As the Father hath loved me. He loves Larry Booker in spite of Larry Booker. In spite of my foibles. In spite of my inabilities, insecurities, stupidities, mm-hmm. all of the above. We mm-hmm. got him. I love you that much in spite of your frailties. Love one another as I've loved you. I love you in spite of you. You love them in spite of them. In spite of their failures. In spite of their shortcomings. In spite of the personality. And that is utterly unbelievable. Oh, God. Now, if a husband and wife can catch that. Yes. Okay. You can't love her in spite of her. You can't love him in spite of Jesus loves you both in spite of And if people catch it, if they catch it. The, yeah, that's that vertical, horizontal comparative, even with forgiveness. Absolutely. Forgive me Absolutely. as. It, it's hand in hand with everything else he taught. Yes. And utterly profound to a depth, I think, that's just like, for him to make that same Staggering. And he didn't make that too long before he went to Calvary. He had, They had walked with him for a while. He had dealt God. with their idiosyncrasies for at least three years when he uttered that. And he knew all men. But he meant what he said. He wasn't playing games with them. And so, Peter, you love those sons of thunder in spite of being sons of thunder. Yes. In sons of thunder, you love Simon in spite of his foot and mouth disease. <laughs> and, and and on and on. And you love O Simon Zelotes in spite of him yes. politically. He's so far to the right politically, he'd kill a Roman if he had a chance. Yeah, he got the picture. Exactly. I mean, for the Holy Ghost had his way. Simon was Simon. And there we are. Um, and so the human condition really... It really needs a lot of understanding and a lot of patience. We want people to have patience with us. And really, I mean, that this is the solution, as 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 cheap of a shot as this may be. Our society has made love such a squishy, selfish. But, but true, biblical, divine love, it never fails. It never fails. It never fails. Boy, you go, you're right. You go down through 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. It believeth not it, evil. It, <laughs> no, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. I mean, my word. That's why in the Song of Solomon, she said, he took me to the banqueting house. Yes. His banner over me was not doctrine. Oh. oh, 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 oh. And God knows you got to have the doctrine. You got to have it. The banner over me was not holiness. 
the banner over me and all of these things. And, mm. and, 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 and this will come in. The banner over me was not pastoral authority. Yes. And God knows you got to have right. it. you got to have right. reverence for the, for the ministry. Right. Everybody does. Ministers towards ministers, a reverence. Yes. But the banner, the one, he only had one banner he could put up at a time. The banner over me was love. Because love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And for him, that's what the Song of Solomon's all about. I yes, will tell you this, is. If, if someone's asked me if you're put on a desert island, you could only take five books of the Bible. That kind of varies, but I would always take the Song of Solomon. Wow. Always. Always. It's, it's, they say the book of Psalms is to the Bible what the human heart is to the body. As far as I'm concerned, the Song of Solomon is the aorta valve of the heart. And what he's really talking there is big, big, big stuff. Yeah. Wow. We may need to just have another episode about that. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, yeah, that is something. All I know is, is uh, God's love for us is the absolute key. Take love out of the equation, forget Calvary. That's Absolutely. the only thing that for God so so loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an amazing kingdom, and 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 if you want, you know, a lubrication, an emotional lubrication between people of the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the, by Holy, the Ghost. Holy Ghost. And the more we can get of it, and the forbearance and long-suffering and and this sounds gushy to some people yeah exactly you know that's exactly listen to them i'll slobber on each other no right. no, 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 no 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 what is more costly than love that's it he gave his life that's, exactly I, that's not real gushy that's and greater love hath no man yeah than this there's no greater love yeah. laid down his life for his friend while we were yet enemies He's laying down his life for us. So that equation is, is something. And so when it comes to communication, when it comes to conflict, misunderstandings, um, you name it. I mean, it's work. Any way you want to look at it, there's work. There's got to be self-inspection. There's got to be honesty. There's got to be forthrightness. But speak the truth in love. There and, it is. And all of those things. There it and, is. Uh, it's worth the effort because if you don't make the effort, what are you left with? We become swamp creatures. Yes. And swamps yes. can sometimes look look pallid. They can look peaceful. You go wait around in them waters and see what bites you and what grabs your leg. A lot of stuff lurking, lurking. under that surface. That's it. That's it. That's it. So it's 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 worth the uh, drama and trauma if need be to make your way through it and and do your best do your best do your best. Blessed are the peacemakers. Oh, yeah. they shall be called the children of God. Yes, that's amazing. Yes, it's an amazing statement. Yes. Well, this has been worth the trip. I. 
have enjoyed it. Wow. Wow. If I'd have known it was going to be this good, I'd have brought five blue shirts. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to hear from Bishop Booker again, let us know in the comments because um, we're going to, before he leaves, we're going to keep one of his shirts here so that when he comes back, we'll always be ready to go. (laughs) 